Hey there, everyone. Uh, this is Charlotte Pierce. I'm a producer of the Piragaji in Action podcast. So that's where you are. And we have a busy uh, ACMI studio, Arlington Community Media. We're here with our, we're, um, we're creating, this is our first Piragaji accelerator. So we're hoping to take our concepts and help businesses and enterprises and organizations improve their systems and their operation and vice versa. So their experiences will help ours. But we this is our eighth episode of the Piragaji in Action podcast. And if you're not familiar with the word or the term of Piragaji, I'm you're not alone. Um, it comes off the term pedagogy, but with peers in place of the teacher. So we teach each other and we collaborate and we share uh, life experiences and uh, learned knowledge and all those sorts of things. Um, so we aim to, with our handbook that we produce every few years, build the No Longer Missing Guide to everything relevant to successful peer learning and peer production. So there, you know, there are tech, tech tools that you can become familiar with that will help you do that. And, and there's also just some, some best practices that we've kind of figured out um, as over the 10 years we've been doing this project, the Piragaji project. So the, the Piragaji in Action podcast, as I said, this is our eighth episode. We aim to provide an interactive space where participants and audience can explore the philosophies, concepts, contributors, and practical applications of pyragogy. We, we try to keep the discussions informal and free-flowing, so we have some basic guidelines for, for what we're going to be talking about in the next half hour, but um, we'll probably have some surprises and some um, off-the-cuff statements too, or, or observations. Um, we live stream via video to the Piragaji channels on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And we ask you to please consider subscribing on your favorite podcast app. We're on all the major ones. And uh, more details on where to find the podcast can be found at uh, piercepress.com slash podcasts. Piragaji.org is our... Uh, Lisa, do you want to put a the website up. Lisa McDonald is one of our tech directors back there running things. Um, so we'd love to have you jump on and participate. We're live right now. So you can go to one of our YouTube channels and ask us anything, basically. Um, so I would like to welcome our, this, this, um, let me, let me put the, um, the visuals up. If you're listening on the audio, you won't see what, which we'll try and remember that you, not everyone is on a, a video, but one of my favorite places in the world is the Arlington Community Media Studio. It's been a big part of my life for the last almost 20 years. And I'd like to introduce the people I have met there um, Jeff Monroe, you want to, um, whoops, my, my mouse is a little too, too eager. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, Hi, Charlotte. Thanks for having me on. Um, we are definitely excited to be here with you. 
Um, and we go way back, Charlotte, because it's like going in the way back machine, thinking <laughs> about how far along ago it was that we met. But just um, the power of pulling people together and working on projects is something that yeah. um, we obviously been able to do together. Um, but that's what we do here at ACMI. It's you know bringing people together, help um, helping them with their message to the community or their talents in the community and sharing them uh, with the power and the tools of community media offers. Awesome. And you are the ops, is that like special ops or? Uh, operations <laughs> manager. I always call you the station manager, but that's. Well, we've 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 changed titles a, a bunch of times. No uh, problem. Over the years, yeah, so. you just Jeff. You know what? I think when when I first came around in two thousand three or something, um, it was Dennis who was running you know the studio with you then, and he said, "Yeah, Jeff would be your go-to guy for that." <laughs> I think you have a new title called that's, Go-To that's Guy. True. Jeff could be <laughs> just called the go-to guy. Yeah. The manager of all things ACMI. Yeah, I know there's, there's all those new terms in business, you know, like, you know, thought thought leader and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> if I never hear that's, that term again. That sounds like Jeff. Yeah, he's yeah. always full of thought ideas. after thought after thought after Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, yeah, and I'm a volunteer producer, so I know these folks pretty well. But James, tell me, uh, you, you've taken on about four or five jobs since I last talked to you, I think. <laughs> what do you do there at the studio? Uh, well, I am the communications manager here at ACMI, and I've been here for a little over seven years now. Um, I was a high school teacher for many years before that, and that does inform some of uh, you know what I do at the studio and the way that I interact and support, our, uh, interact with our members and support um, our operations, et cetera. Um, but I also, recently um for the last number of months have uh, been the acting news director at acmi because um somebody needed to do that and our <laughs> director uh headed off somewhat suddenly uh to uh to another a, a job he couldn't he couldn't refuse so to speak yeah um, well that um that news program was kind of how i got back into it after several years you know back into the studio because you could come in and do anything like audio boards, video switching, you know, learn those like highly technical color calibration if you really wanted to torture yourself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're absolutely right, Charlotte, that, you know, what we're here talking about today, of course, is how is it that we work at ACMI to in a kind of pedagogical way? And yeah. our news team, our newscast as the kind of centerpiece for our news team is, a fantastic uh, kind of representation of how we do things, because, as you said, basically we put out the word as often and as loudly as we can that anybody from the community who feels like uh, they want to learn either about journalism, about television production, about some combination of those two things um, mm -hmm. are welcome to come in and just begin uh, by observing and then quickly, quickly get their hands on the equipment. Um, and start to contribute to the filming of the newscast, the making of the news stories each week, et cetera. And it's yeah. been a super successful vehicle through which people have entered into uh, the ACMI universe. Well, it's one of the more dynamic, um, I mean, there, these 
stations exist around the country, but it's one of the better ones that I've seen. And you have some kind of magic sauce, I think, that helps people get involved, help each other, take that knowledge and go to the next, you know, so it ripples out. But yeah. uh, let's get to Katie oh. first, uh, and we will go on. But I just wanted to, um, Katie, what can you describe what you do? And yeah, you, know, you and I have had a lot of interactions lately, but uh, thank yeah, you. of course. Thanks so much for, for having us, Charlotte, on your, your podcast. And I was thinking like, Definitely James touched on a lot of it, but I was thinking about, um, I'm currently productions manager at ACMI, but I was thinking I've kind of experienced the full, you know, full growth at ACMI. I started as an intern five years ago. And what really drew me to it was, you know, I was interesting, it's interested in video production, but I really learned a lot. Everything I learned, I learned from staff, volunteers, and other interns at ACMI. So, and then I, was able to become part-time and then graduated to full-time that I am now. Um, and really it was like a combination yeah, of- Full-time at this point, Katie. <laughs> sure, you could say that, yeah. I but think I tracked you down at home too. <laughs> you have my cell phone number, Charlotte. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have to apologize to all three of you that I, I realize I totally exploit all. my knowledge of your cell phone numbers. Not at all. But it's, you can tell it, it works so well. Example of of the of the way that we do things. You know, we're going to give our cell phone number out. Yeah. Uh, you know, not at the drop of a hat exactly, but in order yeah. to facilitate our members being able to do what they want to do. Um, yeah. You know, there are, we we don't like boundaries or uh, obstacles to any of that. So we we do, you know, we try and and walk the walk. Yeah, no, I get it. And it comes through. I mean, th there's no way to force people to come and do something like that. It's really hard work. You know, it's a lot of technical stuff that you have to learn to produce a program on, on, uh, you know, of any kind of quality. And, you know, it has to be kind of a, an attraction, I think. It's yeah. fun. Like, it, it's, it's fun. And I think, one of the things that really kept me around is the culture and everyone's is friendly and it's very hands-on, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. how like we teach, that's how we learn. And, and we all learn together, right? Like we're constantly like, yeah. you know, Charlotte, like you and I are meeting, we're, you know, talking with Jeff and we're just like sharing ideas and spreading knowledge. And that's just how we. And like, what I think is interesting is that you all are three are paid staff. I'm a volunteer. But everybody's, you know, everybody's kind of uh, into that culture of sharing and spreading the knowledge around. It's kind of, it keeps you coming back, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a great, that's a great point, Charlotte, um, because I do think that the only difference uh, in a lot of ways in terms of the way that people are treated, in terms of the way, you know, the access that people have um to the tools that we use the only difference between staff mm -hmm. and volunteers or members is that staff has we hope uh some more technical expertise and, yeah. and just experience uh with the equipment and the processes etc mm -hmm. but other than that we seek and i think fairly successfully create an environment in which members feel like they are respected right, right away 
Um, they don't have to know everything right away. Um, but, uh, you know, Katie mentioning her own trajectory at, at ACMI is a great one because Katie is just who we would hope for in a volunteer, a member, or a staff person because it's not that she knew a lot when she came in. It's just that she was open to yeah. so much learning. Um, and it didn't matter in what area. And so she turned out to be the person that she is now who is called in, you know, in all manner of, mm -hmm. uh, of ways to help us out in so many different ways, all of which she has learned on the job. Um, yeah. And if she had been an unpaid member willing to spend that much time, she'd have learned just as much, too. Um <laughs> I know, I know, and there have been people, volunteers, who come in and go on to have jobs in ESPN or whatever. You know, you guys. Yeah, have, I don't want to, Jeff. I'm sure you've got stuff to say. I don't want to. <laughs> well, I, I, I just, I think that's there's a, um, there's definitely been a lot of success stories for with people that have come in um, at the volunteer level and the way i think acmi really does a good job is modeling the uh the workflow so if mm -hmm. if there's a program like uh, the steve Katzo show that is above and beyond what any other community media program has ever been um there could be 25 to 30 volunteers on that show and it ran for 10 years there were so many people that got their start or mm -hmm. got their introduction to community media by sitting in the audience and then they learned that oh i could run a camera yeah and they learned that you know and everybody would see the different opportunities uh, that were being modeled for them by other volunteers and for the staff i think what's great about you know katie is observing the people in the room and saying oh we could add this element to this program uh Let's just educate mm -hmm. this uh, volunteer in that task. Yeah. Uh, let them get up, up and running, and that's how we've we've grown. Uh, eventually, what happens is those people that have uh, walked the walk and been in the the volunteerism mm -hmm. uh, workflow here at ACMI, we often would say, you know, do you have an idea? Maybe you have a, a program. So we have our own incubator program. You know, prior to COVID where we were getting together with, with folks um, regularly on, you know, every week and the producer of the program was rotating. So people would pitch a, a program idea and the rest of the group that was there that night was just mm -hmm. backing up and yeah. supporting that one person's program. I noticed that. And I think that's kind of what keeps you coming back and, you know, like craving more interaction is because you get, you get those rewarding experiences. Um, right. You know, that's great. Um, I just, I had flashed up the um, the mission statement, which I think might be a good thing to read now. I not, I realize that not everybody might know, be real familiar with uh, community media, but you will you can learn a lot at acmi.tv. And uh, what is, Katie, you want to read this? Um, yeah, sure, I'm happy to. Uh, this is ACMI's mission statement, Arlington Community Media. Oops, sorry. I think I need to read that. Yeah, here it is again, <laughs> our mission statement. <laughs> I don't have it by memory, but it is Arlington Community Media is dedicated to providing an 
an electronic forum for the free exchange of information and ideas, which reflect the talent, skills, interests, concerns, and diversity of the Arlington community. Right. If and I, I think that's in. what you, you take a look at this next one. Um, you want to pull, pull that up side by side? Here we go. Um, this is really what it is. I was talking to James about it. There's so many different cultures and ethnicities and everything re represented in this picture. And it was a totally ra random day at the studio, <laughs> you know? Right. This is, I was saying in Charlotte, it's not like one of those college catalogs where <laughs> the, you know, yeah. arranged things. No, this is just, as you said, what, what was taken on that day. Yeah. I, I did want to say, Charlotte, that um, for people who don't, you know, aren't familiar with community media, which isn't even present in much of the, the United States, mm -hmm. very high density here in Massachusetts of community media stations, but I think there are vast swaths of the country that know nothing about this. Anyway, um, it says in our mission statement that we are dedicated to the, these things. And what allows us, and, and that truly is the right word, we are all dedicated uh, to what it is that we do, um, but what allows us to do so, and that needs to be acknowledged, is the fact that we are not having to spend time uh, fundraising, seeking sponsorship, or at least not mm -hmm. at this time have we had to, um, because we are funded um, effectively um, and uh, to great uh, benefit to our community, um, but nonetheless reluctantly by them. <laughs> and so we yeah. happen to have here in Arlington three cable companies um, operating, uh, RCN, Comcast, and Verizon. And we, you know, they have to get licenses from the town, negotiate those licenses that last for five or 10 years. And the town, because they value uh, the, the, their local community uh, media stations, um, will uh, will extract a commitment from the cable companies to set aside mm -hmm. some portion of their gargantuan profits um, for uh, the operations of an ACMI. So the but fact then, that- we, oh, Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just- this, the shifting sands of political kind of put it, um, let me put myself back on there. Um, you know, you'll have an administration that's like more pro-business, shall we say, <laughs> and they'll, you know, they'll push back against expanding that, that requirement that the cable companies fund a community. Well, I, I, I want to add, because of your, your listeners and, and, and folks listening right now, they may not realize that this is what that franchise fees supports. Because a, a, many times people will complain about the fees that are being added, but if people knew that these fees were yeah. providing um, a, a free classes to, to uh, middle school and high school students, and at this point, elementary school students as well, so we have we don't charge students for our resources and services. Um, we have an, a spectacular youth program that covers sports, performing arts. Um, there's a podcast, and so there's all of these programs that we're doing with youth that is free to the parents and the children. Mm -hmm. You know, they they're getting an, an amazing introduction to the the media world. And often and media literacy is something that you've always talked about. You know, this absolutely. is absolutely a critical life skill 
for kids. Right. Uh, so that so that to me um, was something I really was hoping that we could we could amplify the fact that mm -hmm. you know, hey, there are uh, franchise fees that are charged to the subscribers, but um, please know that it's going to great use and that there are places like ACMI that are that are building new studios. I'm actually in a space right now where we're rebuilding a, a satellite studio um, in inside the high school at Arlington High School. Yeah. Um, at no charge to the high school. Uh, so this is something that, you know, we're providing this um, resource and service. Uh, and it's it's exciting. It really is a fun thing for for young people to learn. And you have kids schools. coming back uh, after they graduate and go into careers and everything like that. I, right. I know you do. Yeah. Like I, it's, like the, the success stories within, are, are fantastic. Yeah. With, within Aiden's group in middle school, you know, like that was 10 years ago or more. Right. No, it was like and some of those students that stuck stuck with it throughout high school um, and in college, they they would call me and say, you know, it, freshman year in college, I was the teacher's aide assisting because I could fax out of all, you know, test yeah. out of all of the 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 technology and engineering classes. I mean, one of the one of those kids helped me re-engineer Studio A when we upgraded to HD and um, and he's now touring the the country with Major League Baseball. So, I mean, it's just exciting to see the success. I just remember him like going out of the studio with his big with his big tripod and <laughs> super VHS camera just to do yeah. something on the weekend, you know, it's like yeah. the, the, the like a pack mule walking out. And Katie, I was going to ask you on the next uh, next slide that we have here um, you know, we, we'd like to pull some things out, some real practical things that you guys do. You know, I know we've talked about some of them, but like, you know, what are like the top three things that you do to attract people, keep them coming and help them produce quality program? Yeah, definitely. I think the first one for me is just our, our staff culture, right? Mm -hmm. Like whenever we do a new hire, for the studio, we have to make sure they're a culture fit. And that that culture is like, we're warm, we're welcoming, we're friendly. You know, we can talk to people of all ages and all types and we're, we're just, we're all inclusive. We, we include everyone in what we're doing. And that, you know, that staff culture then transfers into how we interact with our members, our volunteers, our youths, um, and that we're always just including people and stuff. And we're like, hey, come on in. Like, oh, we're filming the news right now. Like, do you want to pop in you and know, watch? I've personally right? experienced that, that statement, you know, come on in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and great. it just helps people, you know, if people are interested, it kind of helps just to like get them started, right? Some, someone might be nervous. Someone might not even know they're interested, right? That's kind of like, right. Jeff's always really good about that. Just kind of like all those thoughts and ideas that he shares with people someone realizes, oh, like, I'm interested in this. Like, I want to grab a camera and and film something, right? You might not yeah. even know that you're interested in something. And how do you, like, it seems like the one-on-one -on -one help, I know I've never had a trouble getting an answer to something. Probably, you know, I would like more one-on-one <laughs> -on -one help than I deserve. We don't but, um, how do you draw the line, you know, and it just kind of balance it out in, in your, your work environment, you know? Yeah. 
we certainly don't give our cell phone numbers out to everyone. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's always very difficult because we we all we develop personal relationships with our members and stuff. Mm. But yeah, the the thing that really helps, I think, is that we do give our members one on one attention, and they're able to schedule meetings with us. A lot of times, I'm teaching camera one on one, or I'm, we're helping people with Premiere, um, one of our software packages, one on one, and people. You know, kind of like learn best that way. We yeah. found or it really keeps them coming back. Yeah, when, like if you're really interested in gardening and you want to do a, a thing about pandemic gardening, you know, then that passion it follows through the momentum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, um, we you have know, about five more minutes, but go ahead, James. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to to throw in that you you had mentioned before charlotte as you have in in the past in conversations with all of us special sauce what's the special sauce right mm -hmm. and i think that katie just touched on it jeff has touched on it as well um i think the special sauce at, at acmi to the extent there is one is the way that we strike a certain kind of balance and mm -hmm. what katie was just saying now about we're always available right we we always want to say yes even when we have other work to do and so we have to figure out the balance between getting the work that we need done as staff members done, but also yeah. being available all the time to our members, constantly saying yes. That's mm -hmm. one of the balances we have to strike. The other one, I think in some ways even more fundamental to what we do, is you have to create an environment in which people feel comfortable making mistakes while at the same time aiming towards high quality programming. Yeah. So people have to know that they're allowed and it's going to be okay if they try something and it doesn't work or it takes them a while to figure out how to operate some of the equipment we use, etc. At the same time, we take great pride in the content that we produce. And we don't want anybody to think otherwise if they are going to be involved in that enterprise. That's yeah. a tough balance to strike yeah. a lot of the time. Well, the, that brings me to the third topic that we were going to talk about, which we all three of these topics we've, we've been covering all the way along, but we've learned a lot from you and, um, you know, hopefully, I think with, with Pyragogy, the patterns that we have identified that work in our, you know, years of kind of, we didn't invent Pyragogy. We just, you know, we just kind of dig it out from under rocks and <laughs> in studios and things like that. But um, the patterns that we, you know, what turned me on about doing this podcast was that, you know, it's so many of the things that I've encountered in studying pedagogy, um, I see at the studio, you know, I see those things. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. And I'd like to, to, to add something that the more I've been learning about pedagogy and in, you know, people learning from each other and, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes just naming something like giving a process a name allows us to repeat it often. Um, and, you know, Katie was a big uh, leader in the, building these partners or community partners where it might be the Council on Aging. It might be um, some other nonprofits in the community where we just make an effort to reach out to them. And it might not be us personally, the staff, it mm -hmm. might be interns that are interning with ACMI, it might be a member 
that's looking to get more experience hosting a program or wanting to just practice doing production. So yeah. the the community benefits, the, the nonprofit organizations, mm -hmm. I, I like to say it, we, we create the win-win-win scenarios mm -hmm. whenever possible. And the, the place where the, the winning across the board happens is these nonprofit organizations are coming to us to learn the resources. So, so how to use a camera, how to use an editing system, um, what, like what my, to do uh, when it's our warden at our church wants to do a hybrid service, you know, exactly. Like they, yeah. And I was brainstorming, you know, and, and trying to help help them out with that. So the, the mm -hmm. idea is is really to one provide the access. So and that's what we're always marketing and promoting ourselves to say, like, hey, we're here to help. We're we're an extension of your marketing program or we're an extension of your learning program so you can grow as an organization and help them with their message. And then um, the win-win across the board is we're getting content. ACMI is, is mm -hmm. able to populate these mm -hmm. television channels that we have three channels, public education and government, and they're 24 seven. So we, whenever we can put fresh program on there, we win. Um, and then in the end, the, the last win in that scenario is the viewer. So the viewer or the voter or the, mm -hmm future customer or the um, the future volunteer of whatever organization we're working with, um, they they will learn about that organization through a program we've created together. So I think it's important to, yeah. to complete that circle where the organization is, is seeing the benefits of the television program or seeing the benefits of a public service announcement that we help them create. So all of those things are something that it's important that people know what happens at community media centers. These, these are a, a number of the things. Um, and we're always learning. We're always looking to others to, to see what their ideas are and how can we grow. And all of what you're, go ahead, Katie. And all of what you're, what Jeff, what Jeff is talking about, it's all collaborative, right? Like you we're always like, like I said, one-on-one -on -one stuff, but a lot of it is also really collaborative. We're, we're all like asking for help and we're looking for that camera person and that audio person and that producer. So it's not everyone doing everything, which I think is the well, Piragachi concept. I agree, you know, like I, I start coming in once a week just to do video editing because I could do it at home. I have the program, you know, but I don't do it. I just don't do it. And I, I'm, I come in there and there's Wu Sofai who, who's sitting there for, like she's been there for 10 years in that same, she, she's same here. She didn't go home, she's 10 years there. I know, and you ask her anything and kind of, she kind of makes you do your homework and then, you know, she'll she'll come and help you. And well, uh, Jared's the same way, your staff member, Jared. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. interesting with, that you mentioned Jared, I don't want to out him, but I would say that, that ACMI um, attracts both on the staff side and yeah. on the member and volunteer side, people who see the place as a haven um, and who, um, because they feel so comfortable there, will be able to access mm -hmm. parts of themselves that they don't necessarily bring out in the rest of the world. And so the number of folks that we have who naturally, like Wu Sofai, one of our members you were just mentioning, who will just uh, share their knowledge yeah. with other people because that's what they've been seeing going on around them. Yeah for so long and we have we attract nerds and we attract introverts and we attract you know <laughs> we attract super nerds <laughs> yeah all yeah 
and again, it's because that that sense, that vibe that you know so well, Charlie, uh, yeah. it is is present, and they know that they are at home in a sense. Yeah, uh, I think that that's it. You know, you create a, an environment where people feel at home, and they feel they can trust each other, and they can they're not going to get barked at or. I know we're out of time, Charlotte, but we had another member, Tyler, who said, who literally said like a year or two ago, ACMI is the place where all the stray cats go, <laughs> which is maybe doesn't sound good, but it kind of, you know, goes to what James yeah, was alluding it's, to. It's power to the people, you know, it's media for the people. I just, I just think if we, if we don't preserve that, it's, we're going to have a hole in our, you know, society. That's a really big thing for, for I, I was thinking the artists and the amount of um, talent that is often overlooked, you know, they might play in an event that is a private event or a public event that people mm -hmm. don't get to go to when it's covered by community media and it's preserved. Mm -hmm. And then you can share that now yep. for years to come and it becomes like a special and so I can there's like, a program and share it to somewhere else in the country, right? Right. Distribution yeah. is huge. A lot of people think yeah. that they create, oh, I don't, I don't need my show on cable access. You know, it's, it's a great place for it, for you to start. You can yeah. always distribute it elsewhere, but starting in that community media center um, is a great place to start. And it's, yeah. it's usually a place where you feel good making things and working with other very talented people. Well, you are three of my favorite people to work with. And just to know, I, I really admire, you know, everything about what you do and the unique qualities that you bring to that studio and the community. And I just can't say enough about it. I'm so proud to be a member and to be involved. And thank you very much. I would like to wrap up here with um, just, you, you can all take, or you don't have to, but you know, if you want to take one thing that you would like, one challenge you'd like to solve at ACMI, what would it be? I would Tell say, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would basically say just more time in the day because mm -hmm. we're always trying to cut ourselves in, in multiple pieces mm -hmm. to satisfy more people so mm -hmm. i mean if, if I'm, I'm always fine trying to find a way to um allow allow people to to learn so that they can take on that momentum and and do it on their own uh, so that's why we're, we're a teaching facility so that people can do it on their own without needing yeah. us to do it with them or for them uh, so that that's it more time in the day to teach more people how to how okay, to we'll do see what, what we, we can do about that Pass it over to James. Oh, yeah, yeah. James, well, you have a. You just joked. You just said the the thing I was going to add on to what Jeff was saying. You know, he is my nominee, and and I say this slight, you know, not with as much irony as you, one might think. Uh, he would be my nominee for person to be cloned in in my life um, because mm -hmm. we really do need him in more than one place a lot, a lot of the time. Um, but I. And think he never gets rattled. He never gets angry. Like, yeah, there, there's very little of that, tough, those tough emotions to have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, anger, irritation, impatience, all those things that, you know, I don't know how we mm -hmm. manage those at the door, 
But, mm -hmm. you know, I think all of us may be having a lousy day as staff people when we come in the door or something. And somehow it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, get in, in at ACMI. We get, we no. get to. I guess I'll just have to keep coming back and <laughs> trying to distill it out. Um, Katie, do you have a, a challenge or something you'd like to solve? And gosh, we'll put I it mean, out to the Karagaji world. Yeah, I mean, I, I was agreeing with Jeff, like time, like I, like I just want to learn every and do everything. And, mm. and I guess I just, I wish we could all share brains and just like be this one yeah. big conglomerate, which I guess is the idea, but. Um, well, that's kind of what Piragaji is, you know, it's yeah. like we, we do a lot of editing on our manuscript for the Piragaji handbook, just like we trust each other. So, you know, I'll go in and change something. I don't have to ask anyone. It's the idea is that it'll be better for the change, you know, Otherwise, don't do it. You know, but uh, but it's uh, we call it hive editing, and it's it's really exciting. You know, when you see these little ants going around the screen, and um, but yeah, no, I I agree. the The hive mind is is you know if you the power. Way to keep the chaos down and the mo the momentum going. I think it's good. But thank you all for for being here and. Um, Thank you to our listeners. Uh, please go on to uh, your podcast apps and subscribe because that's kind of how we keep going. And uh, I'd like to recognize our staff, our you know behind the scenes people, Joe Corneli. He works at the Oxford Books Institute for Ethical AI and he's the editorial director of the Pyragogy Handbook. He's in uh, the UK. We also have a member who's in Mexico and various other places and Lisa's and uh, Lisa McDonald is in LA. I'm the producer. Um, I do just about everything that needs to be done on social media. Um, and we appreciate Lisa McDonald, our, our technical director today. She kept the banners going and all that good stuff. Uh, and since we are so often those very folks too, and um, or we depend on the folks who only get that acknowledgement and the credits, thank you, Charlotte, for doing that on behalf of of, of them and all the other unnamed people. Who yeah, really, you know, I think we're all. we're we're the kind that sit through the credits on a movie. You know? <laughs> Just think about it, what that job might have been like. <laughs> thank I you, guys. Thank you for the yeah. opportunity. I think. Relatively few of us have had the chance to step back. We're, we're lucky that we love the work that we do and the love yeah. the place that we do it in. And so we don't often have a chance to to get together and talk just about yeah. that. Um, well, I think that this is a topic we could come back to, you know, and do more. I, you know, it, it just helps to talk about stuff and just to think about what works and verbalize it, I think. But, yeah. So thank you all so much. I'll um, I'll end the broadcast and uh, please put out the good word and and encourage people to listen. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you.